Amen, amen. As you guys know, last week we started uh, a new series. And so uh, as we jump back into today's teaching, I'm going to encourage you one more time, one more time to go ahead and share this broadcast. If you haven't had a chance to share it or even had a chance to hit that like button, that care button or that heart button, I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and do that. I'm going to spend just a moment just recapping a little bit of what we got into last week when we were talking about embracing the kingdom perspective on wealth. One of the things that we said last week is that number one, it is God's will mm -hmm. for his children to prosper. God's will is prosperity. He wants us to prosper. Yes. In fact, we said last week that he wants us to prosper in every way. If you heard Pastor Sean, when we got started this morning, she said, <laughs> we are a church teaching you to walk in love, to live by faith so that you can experience God's prosperity in what? Every area of life. God wants us to prosper in every way. The second thing we said is we said that true prosperity, we gave you a definition for it. We said that true prosperity was the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of mankind in every realm of life, every realm of life. And then we talked about the fact that that power that we're talking about is faith. We went from faith fundamentals to this because we knew that you had to be rooted and grounded in understanding what faith was. Because remember, we said that faith is a supernatural power mm -hmm. and that we said it comes from God is for us as believers so that we can partner with God to bring his will to pass in the earth. Yes. Sounds a lot like that definition we talked about. Right. Yes. That is what true prosperity is. It is the ability to use faith. Where does faith come from? From God. Who is it given to? To us as believers, what's the purpose of it? To bring God's will into the earth. And so we talked about that. And then we started to share a couple of scriptures with you that demonstrates that it is the will of God. Somebody says, well, you're saying it's the will of God, but I've never seen it in my life. I've never heard that preached before. Where did you find that? The Bible <laughs> is littered with scriptures that tell us that it is God's will for us to prosper. The number one thing that we prosper in is when we get born again. Yes. There is no greater yes. prosperity than the fact that Jesus came and died for our sins. He paid a price that we could never pay. He, he reconciled yes. us Thank back you, to the Father and then ensured that we'd have everlasting life, everlasting life. And that, that means that it didn't start when we get to heaven. It started the moment we got born again. Glory. Didn't you hear Pastor Sean say that this morning? Glory. We're just tying all this together for you in case you weren't here last week. And so we talked about Psalms 25 and 13, where it says his soul will dwell in prosperity and goodness and his descendants will inherit the land. Yes. Praise God for that. The New Living Translation said it like this. They will live in prosperity. Praise God. And their children will inherit the land. So prosperity is the will of God for our lives. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially, and, and health-wise, God wants us well. How do we know that? Because one of the scriptures we looked at was in 3 John 2. And you know this scripture. It says, beloved, I wish above all things, above all things, that you would prosper, what? And be in hell. See, he wants total life prosperity for yes, us. Yes, he does. We were saying this, so somebody go ahead and put this in the comment. TLP is for me. Total life, life prosperity, prosperity is, is for me. me. He says, I would that you above all things would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And the Amplified makes it so plain. It says, I pray that you prosper in every way. I pray that you prosper in every way. And that literally is what Pastor Sean and I pray on a weekly basis. One of us are saying to the other person, 
almost daily in some cases about something we want to happen for our partners. Now, if we being earthly think about you like that, think about how much our heavenly father thinks about us, his now, children. I want you to think about this. Some of you we've never met in person. Never. We've never met in person. But our daily prayer for you is that you would prosper in every, in every way. Our daily prayer for you is that you would have divine health, yes. divine protection, favor, that you would walk with God, that you would hear and obey. That your finances would flourish. Now, I want you to think about this. Where did that get in our heart from? Mm. Why would that be in our heart, especially for people, those of you we don't know? How would that be in our heart? It comes from God because it's his desire concerning you. So if you're a partner of this ministry, know this. We are praying for you daily yes. and we hope you are praying for each other daily yes. because TLP, total life prosperity, total life prosperity. spiritually, Everything. physically, financially, every area of your life, emotionally, everything. relationally, yes. vocationally, yes. there is no area <laughs> no of your life area. that God left to change. Glory to God. Y'all to give God you some praise. You ought to praise. give God some Listen, praise you for start that. naming all that stuff, and I get excited myself, even though I know that. When I start thinking about, I, I'm trying to name an area God ain't concerned about, and I can't think of one. You cannot think I of I cannot one. think of you an area of, of my one. life that God is not concerned about. He's concerned about everything that can concerns us and he wants us to prosper in every way. And you know, the world says you can't have it all, but that's not the kingdom, that's message. Not the kingdom message. That's not the kingdom it's message. Not. The kingdom like, the kingdom message, not only can you have it all, I'm going to give you so much more, I need you to share it with others. Yes, yes, <laughs> That's yes. the kingdom message. Listen, he, God wants you to prosper because he loves you. Yes. And God wants you to prosper so you can be a blessing. Yes. All right. And then, we, and, 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 then, and then we gave you four things. And then we're going to get on to today's teaching. We gave you four things uh, that we shared with you about the connection between God and our prosperity. We said, number one, that God takes pleasure in our prosperity. <laughs> it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. This is God, good pleasure. In, in fact, Pastor Sean said this, and we may get to it today in part of the prophecy. We cannot ask God enough to bankrupt him. We cannot ask him for enough. It is his good pleasure. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And then the second thing we said was that God supplies our prosperity. Yes, so does. not only is it his pleasure to cause us to prosper, he doesn't expect us to do it on our own. He literally says, I want you to prosper, but then I'm going to give you prosperity. He says, you, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to show you, I'm going to shower you with it. And we looked at a couple of scriptures that we'll just say real quick. Some of you are familiar with Deuteronomy 8 and 18. It says, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Why do we need to remember God? Because when you get into this place of prosperity, don't forget who got you there. Don't forget who got he you says, there. He says, thou shalt remember the Lord God, for it is he that giveth thee the power, what's that power? It is, starts with faith, where the will of God is known, yes. to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. He says, listen, it is my pleasure to give you prosperity. I'm going to supply you with that prosperity, but don't forget the purpose. Don't forget the purpose. Don't forget the purpose. And in Psalms 115 to 14, he says, the Lord's going to increase you more and more. And me 
more and more and our children our children and yours right. too and yours right. too that should be your expectation. that should be your expectation every day the lord is increasing me we're not going to feel bad that we're doing better in 2023 than we were in 2020 we're we supposed to be we're supposed to and be. in 2025 it's going to look even greater absolutely because every year we spend with the lord it's going to get better and better, better and better oh, what's the word we use gooder, gooder, and, gooder. And, gooder. gooder and gooder it's going to get gooder and gooder and then philippians 4 19 it says but my god shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Amplified says, and my God will liberally supply, feel to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And again, I say all the time when I teach this, you got to do what the Philippians did. You got to behave like the Philippians behave. You got to be obedient like they were. You got to have a heart like they were. And if you do, then this letter that Paul wrote to the Philippians, then it applies to you. God will supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. And do you know his riches never come up short? Never come up short. They never come up short. And then the third thing we said was that prosperity is necessary for the gospel to be preached around the world. We need resources in order to get prosperity around the world. We need to be able to make sure that people are hearing the gospel message all over the world. And sometimes that takes resources. And then the fourth thing we talked about was that God's prosperity comes with persecution, but not sorrow. It comes with persecution, but not sorrow. Yes, there's going to be some persecution because the blessing is on your life. The enemy wants people to send things your way and to make you feel bad and, and all these other things. But understand God's prosperity it's, it, it, it comes with persecution, but there shouldn't be any sorrow around it. I shouldn't be sad about it. The Bible says in Proverbs 10, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So, Lord, I receive your riches. I receive your riches. And I reject any sorrow that comes with it. And I reject any sorrow. And so if you were here last week, that's what we talked about. And that's what we're going to pick up. And that's what we're going to take off today. God wants me prosperous. Somebody type that in the comment section. Say, God wants me prosperous prosperous god wants me prosperous amen god wants me blessed amen this week we're adding part two to it and the first thing we want you to understand that you have to get in your heart by faith is that we are not subject to the times we are not subject to the times i need you to write that on your paper i need you to put that in the comments because many of you you accept whatever life is offered mm. But we are not subject to the time. Mm -hmm. What do I mean? Um, and, 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 and I don't mean this as any shade, but it's just an opportunity to let you see where your faith was. If you thought your student loans could no longer be paid off mm -hmm. because the government reneged, you're living subject to the time. It told you where your uh, it where, told you what, where you believe the source was coming from. It told you that you believe. Yeah. That it's not possible to be done unless the government does yeah. it. I don't want to have a conversation about what the government should do. I want what to be stared up in your heart is that even if the government, my job, whoever doesn't do what they're supposed to do, I'm not going to live subject to their limitations. Because they can't stop God. Because they can't stop and God. And God has a multitude of ways of doing any and everything that needs to be done in your life. And that's the reason why we have to, we live, we literally live by the motto that God already knows. What he's going to do. What he's going to do. Now, do you see what we're saying? That many of you, you are subject to the times. Mm. You live your life 
that if the economy says it can happen, you believe it can happen. Mm. If the economy says we're hiring, you believe you can get a new job. But if the economy says we're in a recession or inflation, that's how you begin to live. But we are not subject to the time. We are not. Now, here's the thing. As a born again believer, you are not supposed to live subject to the times. Mm. But if you don't use your faith, you will. Yeah. If you do not use your faith, you will be a born again believer who lives in a new kingdom being controlled by an old kingdom. It's all you can be subject to. It's all you can be subject to. So what do we need to understand if we're not going to be subject by the times? Number one, God has given us dominion. Amen. Say, I have dominion. I have dominion. I have dominion. Mm -hmm. God has given us dominion. We are not subject to, and we do not live under the dominion, the rule, the control, or influence of whichever way the economy and the world system is going at the moment. Praise God I'm going to say that. that to you again. Praise God for because that. Because this goes set somebody free. We are not subject. We are not subject to. We, are we not do subject. not live under the dominion, rule, control, or influence of whichever way the economy and the world system is going at the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know this, but the world system crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know it, but the world system is schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know it, but the world system is designed to keep the poor poor, to eliminate the middle class, and make the rich richer. Yep. I don't know about you. Ain't no way I'm living under that system. No way. There is no way I'm living I under am that not system. Subject to you. I am not living under that system. As a black woman, I would be a fool to live under that Come system. On. Both my color and my gender would keep me in perpetual bond. Come on. So since there is a system that is designed to keep me in oppression, I must join a system that gives me dominion. Come on. I have dominion. I, I must join the system that gives me dominion, mm -hmm. right? In Genesis 1, 26 through 28, it tells us we are created in the image of God, that we have the ability to be fruitful. Somebody say fruitful. Fruitful. We have the ability to multiply. 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 We have the ability to replenish. Replenish. We have the ability to subdue. Subdue. And we have dominion in the In earth. this earth realm. And everything that's in this earth realm, God says, I've given you dominion over. I need you to say it with your chest. Say, I am fruitful. I am fruitful. I do multiply. Oh, I do multiply. I do multiply. Oh, I do. I replenish. I replenish. I subdue. I subdue. And I have dominion. And I have dominion. In this earth realm. It's not enough That's for right. you to get excited in this moment that I'm saying. Preach this. It's got to get in your heart <laughs> so that when lack shows <laughs> up and it looks like you don't have enough, yes. you say, but wait a minute. I'm fruitful yeah. and I'm anointed yeah. to multiply. Yes. You ought to have an expectation that if something in your hand is small, you have multiplication ability. Heaven will help you multiply. That's why the Bible says, though your beginning be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Why? Because you were designed to be fruitful. You were designed to multiply. You were designed to replenish and subdue and to have dominion. You've got to get this word in your heart. Because as long as you're in the earth realm, the earth gonna earth. Yeah, earth is gonna earth. We say people go people. Yeah. We say mad go mad. Mad go mad. <laughs> and the earth gonna the earth. The earth is gonna earth. But you have got to believe. I, I want everybody to write this down. I want you to write this down. Your job may determine your salary, 
but it should never determine your income. That's right. Your job may determine your salary, but it should never determine your income. Amen to that. I want to read Genesis 1, 26 through 28, because we need the word in our heart. It says, let us, this, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female, women, we're included. He created he them and God blessed them and God blessed them. And God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the earth and over every living thing that creepeth upon the mm -hmm. earth. Listen, guys, you have dominion over everything but other people. Mm -hmm. You have dominion over the earth. Mm -hmm. And many of you are frustrated because you're saying, God, why don't you do anything? And God is saying, why don't you use your authority? Use your why authority. don't you use your use dominion? Your and I want you to think about it like this. Um, our kids have gas cards. Yep. I cannot, if Canaan calls me and she's at the gas station and she says, I need you to come up here and pump me. I need you to come up here and pay for gas. For what? You got a card. Use your card. Use the access I've given you. Use the access. No, no. I, I can't get gas unless you come. Well, I guess you're going to sit there because what I'm not going to do is come up there. I'm not going to come stop what I'm doing when I've already given you access. God has already given you access, but it's your responsibility to use your access in every mm -hmm. situation. That's your responsibility, right? Yep. And the truth of it is, is that many of us need to spend less time begging God for stuff and more time learning how to operate in what God has already given us. Mm -hmm. I see a red bug in the mm -hmm. house from Monica Hudson, first time Fort Ice. <laughs> Go red bugs. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing from them Preston Curly Wolves this morning, Ralph Marlowe. Good morning. So God has given us dominion, right? Number two, go ahead. Here's the thing. God has given us dominion, but what does that dominion come from? Because it's one thing to say, I have dominion, but what does it come from? Number two, God has given us authority through the word. He's given us authority through his word and through the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. He has given us that authority. The times are subject to his authority. We are not subject to his. Here's, I was thinking about this, and this is not in our notes, but I, anytime I hear thinking about being subject to the times, I can never not think about the Seraphonician woman. Yes, the that's my girl the, now. The, the Bible talks about the fact that the Seraphonician woman, she comes to Jesus and she asks Jesus for food. And Jesus says, uh, it is not meat. She's for healing. You know, the Seraphonician woman came and asked for her daughter to be healed. I think we're getting the stories. Okay. You know, there's, there's a story of the Seraphonician woman. She comes and she asks Jesus and Jesus says to her, it's not meat for me to give bread to, to, to you. And she says, but even a dog now watch this, watch her language. She says, even a dog eats from the master's table. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus says, I have not seen that kind of faith. 
even though it wasn't her time because she was she was she was not of the the family she was a gentile she wasn't supposed to be able to receive deliverance until after jesus had went to the cross Come on. but jesus surpasses time because of her faith and gives her her healing gives her her healing so where does that dominion come from it comes from the word of god it comes from the word of god let's look at psalms 27 and one and six one through six it says this it says in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion Okay, that's the thing you need to know. When trouble comes, you don't have to run from God. You run to God, God because that's where the authority lies. Psalms he 30, hides me. He hides me. Psalms 32, 6 through 7 says, Thou art my hiding place. place. Thou art my hiding place. What do I hide? I hide not from God. I hide in God. I hide in God. When, what, what do I take my sickness? To God. What do I take the, the, the ills of my life? to God. Why? Because he is my hiding place. When I'm in him, trouble can't bother me. Absolutely. The problem is we face trouble and what we do is we run from God when we should be running to God. We run, we run to the world solution. Yes. We're looking. That's why so many people were heartbroken. Yep. People were not heartbroken because they were disappointed that our government would do that. Right. We know our government Absolutely. would do that. Absolutely. They were heartbroken because they see it as their only way mm. to get the uh, the, uh, mm -hmm. the alternative. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we have learned, baby, is we are unbothered by the world's no when God has said yes. Yep. We are unbothered by the world's no when God has said yes. yes. We think about how many people who told us how difficult it would be to buy the boys a house in Atlanta in this season. The boys are living in that house now. Yeah. Why? Because we did not allow what the economy was saying, what the experts were saying to determine what was possible. We believe what God says. And that's the thing that you, I cannot stress to you enough. You have to get a word from God. You have to know what God is saying to you. It's hard to have your faith placed in something that you're not sure about. But when God said that they would have a house before school started, that is all we needed to know. The rest of it is just jumping through the hoops. Now, the problem is a lot of believers don't want to have to go through the hoops. The world's going to give you hoops you're going to have to jump through. The world is not going to just move everything to the side and say, okay, God said this to you. You can have it. The earth, You just said it earlier. The earth is going to earth. earth. The earth it's, is going to earth. It's going to do whatever it can do to cause you to, 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 to discredit and to discount what God has said. But even when we make the bid on the house and we got our bid for the house, we wouldn't move in. We, our, our position was either that is the house or there will be another house. And it came back and that was the house. And the fact of the matter is God already knew what he was going to do. I wish I, I wish I could, I wish I, wish I could get, I could get that deep it. in the recesses of your brain. Y'all tripping about what's going on and what's going to happen. But God already knows what he's going to do. If God says to you, hey, I'm going to bless you with X, Y, and Z. He already knows how he's going to do it. We don't know. That's why we have to have faith, not faith in our faith, but faith in God's ability to never fail. That's where our faith lies, not in my ability to believe and to manifest. No, my faith is in God's ability to never fail. So if he said it, it's going to come to pass. And to not be subject to the times 
It's not that you don't look at the times and you don't understand what's happening. It's that you never let the times be the final authority. Mm. Too many of you allow the times to be the final authority. I know that there are people that God told you it was a season to get a house, but you backed off because the interest rates went mm. up. That says you trust interest rates more than you trust yep. God. And a lot of times people don't realize this. You love God, but you trust something else more. Mm. You love God, but you trust your check more. Yeah. You trust your credit score more. You trust everything. You trust all of these things that are subject mm. to fail. The Bible says it's you and Chris' favorite scripture. It's Psalms 119. Mm -hmm. I have seen mm -hmm. how, because I want to say it right. He says, I've seen an end to all things human, basically. He says, but God's word is perfected and it goes on forever with no end. So everything you trust, a job can fail you. Um, even well-meaning people yeah. can fail you. My grandmother was so good to me, but my grandmother had limited resources. Absolutely. My grandmother could fail me, yeah. not even because she wanted to. And this is why parents, you need to teach your kids to walk by faith because the truth of it is, is you can't afford you or your kids. Come on. And so what you need to learn how to do is to get the whole family in agreement with what God desires to do so that everyone Everybody is growing in faith, so we are not subject to what's happening mm -hmm. in this world. Mm -hmm. Because some of you, you've learned to walk by faith, and what happens is when your kids need something, you get frantic, and you start scraping together and figuring out what you're going to do, which is why I so love that when you were in Atlanta the other day, and you asked the Lord, you were just kind of talking to yourself, saying, what am I going to do about this? And what the Lord say to you? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I mean, I tell you what it was. It was I was, it was uh, I was facing a financial situation that I didn't anticipate having to pay for. And I got frustrated, not at not even at the financial situation, just the fact that I didn't I didn't want to have to pay what I was being asked to pay because of the way the situation turned out. And I and, and, my, and I didn't even say it out loud. I said it within myself. I said, now, how, I said, what? I said, now, what? Am, I said something like, now, what am I supposed to do about this? Or how is this going to work out? Or how am I going to do this? And the Holy Spirit screamed at me internally. And he said, the same way you've, been, you've done it before, I'm going to help you. And, and it, 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 it literally shook me because when I got ready to have a fit about having to pay for something, and the question was, how am I going to do this? Or, or how is this going to work out? He said, the same way it's always worked out. I'm going to do it for you. If you stay in faith, now, if you get out of faith, you're going to have to figure it out. And, and, and it was like, you know what, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I, I, I allowed that pessimistic spirit. I allowed that worldly thinking to try to creep back in. And that's why we have to be we have to be quick to obey Holy Spirit when he checks us like that. I want you to put this in the comments if this is for you. I repent for being frantic. Yep. I repent for being frantic. And I'm, I'm really make this decision that you're going to grow up in this area. God is not crazy, guys. God knows what you have need of. He does. He knows what you have need of. And he already knows what he is going to do. And because he knows what he's going to do, you need to understand that when you get in that frantic state, mm -hmm. what you end up doing 
is you end up not being able to hear what he's telling you to do. Mm -hmm. What he's telling you to do. Yeah. Listen, this is one of my cutest stories of God's provision. And it's not about money at all. Um, when we travel, Pastor Edwin usually takes care of all the details. This is the truth. If we're traveling somewhere, I literally don't typically know anything. I don't know what time we leave in. I don't know when we get to the airport. I don't know nothing. I just follow him around. I just follow him around and listen to people preach while he's telling me where to go. Really, that's what I do. And so I was going to a women's conference one time with my spiritual mom, and I'm so used to not making those details that as you're taking me to the airport, right, you say, when you get to the airport, how are you going to get to the facility? Guys, honest to goodness, I literally had not thought about it. I just say something flip to him like, I don't know, but God's going to take care of me. And it got on your nerves, didn't it? Because you didn't like that I didn't I didn't know. like that you, were, that you were going to a city that you didn't know anybody and that you were just being flippant about the idea of how you're going to get somewhere. That was, To me, that wasn't safe. But but yes. But I really wasn't being flippant as much as I was being like, I didn't plan for it. I didn't think about it. God is going to take care of yeah. Right? So, y'all, I am on my way off the plane. And I just say, God, I say, listen. I don't know how I'm going to get to the place. In fact, I don't even know where I'm supposed to be going. I need some help. And as I'm coming down the escalator, somebody says, hey, Pastor Sean. I'm like, hey, like, what's up? They're like, are you here for the conference? I'm like, yes. They're like, do you have a ride to the resort yet? I'm like, no. They're like, you want to ride with me? I'm like, sure, right? And so I called Ellen and I said, the Lord took care of me, right? I'm telling you, the Lord took care of me in a time when I didn't do what I was supposed to do, but I still trusted him. Mm -hmm. He will take care of you. You've got to believe there's no way you are trying to do the things that God is telling you to do, and he's not going to take care of you. Amen. I know it's still getting on your nerves, though. It doesn't get on my nerve. What I, what I want people to not hear in that <laughs> is that you don't take care of your responsibility, and then you asking God to bail you out. I don't think anybody I, I, heard I, that. I, 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 I don't think they, they did, I, I but I know people be like, oh, Pastor Sean didn't plan. Listen, you better plan. <laughs> you better have a plan, <laughs> or you better make sure your faith is working, or you're going to be <laughs> on that target back by yourself <laughs> so yes we trust god but we also plan <laughs> but i think that this story is important for this reason i, I agree with that you. sometimes you forget sometimes we blow it sometimes right. you make mistakes yep. Yep. sometimes you didn't think about yep. it and the lord the lord will, will help you i need you yes, See, that's, what I need I, that's what i need y'all know that's what i need y'all to know and i ain't gonna let nobody talk me glow out of it. don't let him talk see, you out of it see, listen let me tell you something <laughs> You're not going to always get it right. You ain't always going to get it right. You're going to mess up sometimes. That's right. You're going to think God said go left and he really said go mm -hmm. right. Sometimes you're going to go right knowing he said left. My God. But let me tell you something. God is a very present help in, in the time of trouble. In the time of and I needed a ride. And I'm telling you, you've got to have that expectation. Because if you're not careful, what will happen is you will hear us. And you will hear Pastor Edwin and what some of you will hear. I know, I know yep, you because I yep, know you. Yep. You'll hear is that I didn't plan, so I, I don't deserve I, so I, help. I don't deserve no, help. You'll right, hear right, because right. I messed up. Right. I don't deserve right, right. help. And I'm not Baby, saying let me tell you something. Even when I mess up, even, even when I mess yep. up, he is a present 
help in the, in the time. time of trouble. Preach. And that is what you need to expect. I'm not telling you to just be out here living willy-nilly. I am not. And if you do that stupid and you shouldn't do it, but I'm telling you that even when you mess up, even that God up. is a very That's present. Right. And somebody could get their debt released right now, right now if you would just believe. Yeah, I did mess up. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did to put too much on that credit card. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did think it was going to work out and I didn't have a good plan. But the Lord will help you. He will. He will help he you. He will help you. He will help you. Mm -hmm. He gonna help me. He will. He is gonna help me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And listen, don't let Edwin <laughs> gas you up. Don't yes, let Edwin gas you up. I'm not knowing. Because I don't watch. I'm, I'm praying with you. Let me, you. Let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm agreeing with you. There's some people right here now. You are struggling under circumstances because you messed up. Uh -huh. And what the enemy says to you is because you messed up that you ought to live with it. Babe, I don't believe none of that. I don't believe that. I don't believe none of 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 that. See, Nate said he truly struggled with this. Listen, the Lord, it's not that God doesn't correct us. He does. But I want you to hear what I'm about to say. God does not correct you by keeping you in deficit no, and lack. absolutely not. God does not correct. God's mentality, and I want you to hear this because we're talking about specifically around money. Many of us, we grew up in houses that did not have abundance. Mm -hmm. So if you lost $20, your parents would say to you, I'm not giving you $20 until you prove to me that you can be faithful mm -hmm. with $20. Mm -hmm. Except there's no way to prove you can be faithful with $20 if you don't, get, if you $20. don't get $20. That's right. And so many of you, you think that God responds like that. Your parents responded like that because they had lack. Yes. That, that was their last $20. Mm -hmm. They didn't have an abundance mm -hmm. of $20, mm -hmm. right? And so when you come to God like that and you think that God has to... God does not have to punish you to correct you. He does not. God can correct you without punishing you. The punishment you feel is the consequences for what you did wrong. The way to get out of consequences is to repent and to follow God. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is that, listen here, I'm going to try to do the right thing all the time. But when I make a mistake... I'm going to ask the Lord to help me. What I thought we say, you run to God, not from God. I'm going to ask the Lord we to help me. We don't run from God. We run to God in the midst of Did you just hear that? Shortcomings. Because, because if somebody just got free, if you heard what I said, God doesn't need to punish you in order to correct you. Right. God does not need to punish you. God corrects us with his word. When he says, hey, Edwin, don't do that that mm -hmm. way this time. Mm -hmm. Hey, Sean, don't get, I don't need you to get frantic. I need you to calm down. Many of you think that God needs to beat you with the circumstances. I think the other, thing we, I think the other thing we don't realize is that God is not like us in the sense that we remember people's mistakes. Come on, talk the about The Bible it. says that when we repent, he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. And so he's you. not remembering that. So we're remembering the mistake, but God's looking at us as though we brand new and never made the mistake. That's the reason he'll always come to our rescue. That's the reason he's always a present help. I'm simply saying, and I, I know we were joking. I was simply saying, you want to live your life in such a manner that you're not always having to live off of a miracle. I know. But but miracles are always available. 
they are always now available. That part. They are always available. So we, we're saying the same thing. We're, we are saying we're the having same thing. fun, but we're we saying are the saying the same thing. But you know, the, and the truth of it is, the Lord probably does have to give me more help than Edwin because I don't because I'm not as detailed as a planner. I don't. Ne I'm not necessarily wired to think through every detail. He has to give me probably more help. And so if you like me, just receive the help from the Lord. But Ralph, I want you to find the scripture that says He separates our sin as far as the east is from the west because I don't think that people realize this about God. I don't think that people realize that you are remembering God is not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's why I yeah. want you to find yeah. the scripture. Yeah. You remember. God. You remember how you made the bad financial decision. You remember how you got in the bad relationship. You remember how you didn't do what you were supposed to do on the job. You remember what you what you didn't do right when you was in college. You remember how you messed up, how you did this and you did that. But when we repent to God, I ain't saying, oh, God, I'm sorry. We just trying. But when I am godly sorry, when I turn from my past behavior, God is not sitting there going, well, I'm going to see if you're going to mess up again. He doesn't remember the mess up. And the Bible says he does it for what? His own sake. For his own sake. For his own not sake. Not for our sake. For his own sake, he does that. Psalms 103, verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions for us. Um, from what us. from um. us he removes them for us i need somebody to receive that right now as far as the east is from the west can the east and the west ever touch? never touch the east and the west they go infinitely in opposite directions that's so far he removes our transgressions from us yes when we repent he removes our transgressions from us us. The, the Apostle Paul demonstrated this even in the New Testament. Yes. Because in the New Testament, they was trying to accuse Paul of what he had done and when he when when he was Saul and all of these other things. And, and Paul literally says to them, I don't even know that man. I have wronged nobody. I have wronged nobody. I don't know who you're talking about. I, I, I'm not that. He done killed thousands of people. And he says, I ain't wronged nobody. Well, what do you mean you ain't wronged anybody? Saul did that. I have repented. I'm new. God didn't remember that. And I don't either. And sometimes we got to stop letting the enemy remind us of our mistakes. We've made the mistakes, but we got to stop letting the enemy remind us of that. We got to see ourselves the way God sees us. God doesn't remember all that stuff. I love it. He gave, he went and found Isaiah 43 and yep. 25. He says, says I am he mm -hmm. who blocks out your transgressions for, what? for my own sake. And I will and what? I will not I will remember not. your sins. I will not. So I need you to hear this. Now I need you to hear this because this is very important. If you have not repented, the Lord is talking to you about your sin. Yes. He is talking to you because he needs you to come out. Yes. But once he you needs have you to repent, so, he so, so, so he can be good, to you. be good to you. But once you have repented, God is not talking to you That's about right. that anymore. And you need, is this helping anybody? Because the Bible says it is the enemy who is an accuser of the brethren. So God is not the one accusing you for your mistakes. If you're being accused for your mistakes and you repent it, then that's the enemy talking to you, not God. Now that's Bible. And you need to understand that sometimes the enemy voice is yours. Mm -hmm. Come on, Psalms, I mean, Hebrews 8 and 12. Mm -hmm. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. Just in case you thought this, this wasn't a recurring theme, you can see that it's a recurring theme. Just in case you <laughs> thought we was making this up. Can you put this in the comments? 
God wants to help me. God wants to help me. God wants it's to help me. It's his good pleasure. God wants to help mm -hmm. me. I need you to receive this because it's going to be very difficult for you to receive everything God wants for you if every time you mess up, the enemy can hold you in hostage, mm -hmm. hostage for the, last, the next 10 years. There are some of you in your 40s who still think you're struggling because of what you did in your 20s. And I need you to hear me. You are not struggling because of what you did in your 20s. You are struggling because you have exalted what you did in your 20s above the authority yeah. God has you given you. You won't let what you did in your 20s go. You won't go. let it go. God has. You won't let it God go. God wants to, but you won't let it go. You won't let it go. God wants Who to Who need me. to get delivered right now from letting it go? Mm -hmm. You need to let some of that God mess help go. Me. God wants to help me. Praise God. I sent Pastor Edwin this thing the other day because he helps me a lot in my life. I, 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 I come on here a lot and I talk a lot about how he harasses me. But let me tell you what I have done at least 15 times in our marriage, at least 15 times, at least 15 times. Um, let me say this. I am kind of junkie. Um, I, I, I get a lot of stuff. And um, periodically, um, what happens is, is that Edwin organizes his closet once a week. Whatever. I don't care what I'm you just, say. I'm just looking at the I don't screen. care what you say. I I'm just looking at the screen. Edwin organizes his closet once a week. Let me be honest and say I do not organize my closet once a week. At least 15 times in our marriage. Because I need my married. hangers to match. He need his hangers to match. Yes. I start off that way and then it just go downhill from there. Anyway, at least 15 times in our marriage, I have sat there and felt conviction because his closet was neat and said I needed to fix my closet. It never fails. I start pulling all that stuff out and I get overwhelmed. Y'all. <laughs> I get overwhelmed. And I try to work it out. She take all them shoes out. <laughs> all them clothes at the same time. <laughs> I mean, all that's laid on the bed, on the floors. And then she just go, whoo. And then go in there and watch TV. I'm like, no, ma'am. You got to finish no, this. No, I don't. I come and I say, I say, I say, Edwin, listen, I be so overwhelmed. I be about to cry. I say. And when I need help, <laughs> and when I need, I need help. And this is what he say. He say, didn't I tell you not to do it that way? And I'm like, but it's the only way I know how to do it. And he says, all right, I'm going to help you. And then I go over there and try to help And I you. say, you have to follow my instructions. I'm going to help you, but you're going to have to follow my instructions. You be so humble. <laughs> You be so humble, okay? Because <laughs> you know if you don't follow my instructions, you ain't gonna have no place to sleep. You got all the clothes on your side of the bed. Well, let me tell y'all something. You just found a secret sauce right there. Uh-huh. When you mess up and when you need when help, the Holy Spirit start talking to you, you better get you, you better some be humility. Humble. That's right. You better get you some humility. <laughs> Baby, listen, I be listen, all this smack talking I be doing here, I don't be doing none of that, honey. I'd be like, you want me to put it where? <laughs> what, what you want me to do? And then you'd be asked questions you already know that. You want me to hang this right here? You know I want you to hang it right there. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to understand that if there are people, how many of you, how many of you have helped somebody 
even when you know they created their own mess. Mm -hmm. If you've ever helped somebody when you know they've created their mm -hmm. own mess, put a one in the comment. Mm -hmm. One. You know they created the mess and you still help them. Yep. Put a one in the comment. Yep. Okay. If you have ever had somebody help you mm. when they know you created your own mess, Let me get my put a phone. two Let in me, the comments. I gotta get my phone. Put this. a two in the comments. Because I sure made a mess and somebody didn't help me. My goodness. You've helped somebody's helped you and you've helped somebody, mm -hmm. right? Why do we think God would be less helpful than we are? Right. Right. Why, why do we think, I want you to stop and think about how the world tries to make us have this wrong perspective of God. We have literally helped people mm -hmm. when we know they messed up mm -hmm. and we have received help when we know we messed yeah. up, right? But somehow we believe that God who sent Jesus isn't interested in helping us. Mm -hmm. Guys, we're not Catholic. We don't pay penance. Right. <laughs> we don't do Hail Marys right. for help. Right. That's not what we do. We run to him and we say, God, I messed up. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you mess up intentionally. Yeah. And sometimes you mess up because you misheard. Yeah. But whether you messed up intentionally or whether you messed up because you misheard, you can repent. You can and he yes. will help he will help you he will help he will help you listen can we just finish these next week yeah absolutely. listen because i really believe that god wants many of you to settle this today i need you to settle this today that there are things god wants to do in your life there are things god wants to do in your finances and you have got to receive that God is. And some of you may be thinking, well, every time I needed help from my mama or my daddy or my teacher, they held it over my head. That's not God. That's not God, though. That's not God. That is not Don't God. Don't bring God down to earthly level. Come on. Stop bringing no, God, no bring down, God down, down here. Yeah. And you think the Bible says in Isaiah 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, mm -hmm. neither are my ways your ways. Mm -hmm. Stop bringing God. Some of you, you need to repent because you're always holding God to the standard of men. You're always holding God to what your mama did, mm -hmm. what your daddy didn't do, what your first grade teacher didn't do, what your ex-husband didn't do. They are not the standard. Mm -hmm. God is the standard. And if you will let that foolishness go and stop, some of you are walking around in pride right now, won't ask God to help you, won't follow the instructions he gives because you're like, well, I don't want nobody to judge me. Man, forget about that and run to the Lord and say, Lord, I am believing for increased financially. Yeah. You want me to have dominion. I don't know how to have dominion. I don't know how to be fruitful. I don't know how to multiply. But Lord, I'm coming to you asking for some help. God, I've created a situation. I didn't mean to create it, but I did the best I could with what I had. So God, I'm running to you and I'm going to let you help me. Listen, I'm a full grown woman, but I don't think I have to figure out nothing by myself. Yeah.
Yeah. I don't have to figure out nothing by myself. And what some people are suffering from, you said it so well, there's a difference between pride and arrogance. Arrogance is this idea is I got myself in this situation. I'm going to get myself out. That's arrogance. But pride can show up in a multitude of ways. Mm. Pride can show up in I don't deserve God's help. I mm. deserve what I get. I messed up. Mm. Because why is that prideful? Because it's going against what his word says. So you got to check yourself. Am I arrogant or am I prideful or, and I, both. And, or, or both? And I know for me, a lot of cases, the Lord had to work me through it because I was very prideful. I was like, well, I should have known better. I should have planned better. I should have thought through that. I shouldn't have made that decision. I need to figure this out. You know what? God, I don't want to bother you with this issue. And the Lord was like, I, if, and he and really it started to help as my kids got older, because God was like, if you will be good to your kids, do you not think? I would be better to mine. I mean, you are earthly father. I'm a heavenly father. So if you can be this good, imagine how good I can be. He says, listen, you're running around here and you're being prideful, not asking me to help you when it's my good pleasure to give you the help. But you need to ask. And the, and the Bible says it like this. Pride goeth before what? The fall. The fall. He says, if you don't learn to ask for my help, you're going to fall. But you don't have to fall by asking for my help, because when you ask for my help, it's my good pleasure to help you. And you're right. God doesn't. You know, and I didn't have a, a I didn't have a mom or a dad who, when I asked for help, held it over my head. My issue was about that. I should have known better. But then God was like, why would you know better? Why would you why would you know better? You can't you only can see as far as your eyes can see. Why would you know better? He was like, I can see down the road, around the corner, and over the mountains, and through the valley, and everything else. You ought to be asking me for help. And then once I got over that pride issue of not asking for help, man, I asked the Lord for help on everything. Lord, where should I go to the store? I mean, I mean, there is no question that I can ask God is going to be too bothersome. So I ask God everything. I, I think that just frees some people today. I ask God everything. Well, I ask God in you. You do. I do. I, 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 I mean, yes, I, yes. Me I, 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 this is what, yeah. what I believe in my life. People want to help me. Yeah. You, people, say it, you say it all the time. Want to you help say me. that all the time. People want to help me. And I learned that lesson not about money, but years ago, um, we had Taylor Chase and Caleb, and we had the church in Springdale, yep. and you had gone out of town. Yep. And um, Chris lived with us, but Chris did praise and worship, so she, she was already, already in church. church yep. And I had got the kids to church by myself, and I really should have asked for help, because yep. every it, on Sunday morning, that was a three-person job, mm -hmm. getting everybody there. I was sitting in my car trying to get them kids out. I was crying in my car, and I was like, Lord, ain't nobody help me. And the Lord said, shame on you, because you didn't ask for help. Shame on you. You sitting there crying, because you didn't ask for help. Like, it's a people building in that church, of, a, a building, building full, full of people. people. And I want to know I'm sitting there saying, they knew I had three kids. How come didn't nobody come out and help me? He said, how come you didn't ask for help? Yeah. And then this is what he told me. He said, now go in there and ask for help. We said, wipe your face and stop all that crying and go in there and ask for some help because you got to preach today. Listen, it is not weak to ask for help. And since then, you have perfected it. I have perfected it. Ain't nothing wrong with asking it. for help. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I have perfected asking for help. And, you, I and you have to teach, and, and I know we're talking about this and we're getting ready to go, but but you have to teach your kids that it's okay to ask for help. Because you know, you say, Well, if you don't understand something, ask your teacher. Well, then people feel like, well, I don't want to bother, I don't want to ask. Listen, asking for help is a good thing. It takes courage to ask somebody for help. We don't have to know everything, we don't have to be able to do everything. It's okay to ask for help. 
And let me tell you something. I want to help y'all. If you ask somebody for help and they don't help you, then one, one, ask God who to ask. Yes. But if you even think you ask God for some, ask somebody to help you and they didn't help you, you don't give up on God helping you. Like that don't make sense. And the other thing too, because this is another You can thing. have 50 no's, but that 51st one is the answer. Absolutely. And um, some of you don't ask because you care if people think you're stupid. Mm. I actually don't care if you think I'm stupid as long as you give me the help I need. I really, really don't. Why? Because I know I'm not stupid. And, it's, and it inter what's interesting is what's really stupid is to not know the answer, but then be too prideful to ask. So you leave your life in ignorance. Now, that's what's really, now that's stupid. What's really stupid. That's what's really stupid. So asking for help is not a bad thing at all. Man, what does that mean? If I don't understand, I'm gonna ask. I'm go. I'm, I'm Chris. Come on. If I don't understand, I promise I'm not gonna act like that. No, Nate, Nate. Stop calling it your pride and see that it's a spirit of self sabotage. And and so listen, listen. Can everybody put this in the comments? Everybody needs help sometimes. Everybody. Everybody needs help. Sometimes. We were not even engineered by God Himself to do life alone. Everybody needs help. Sometime, and I would rather I don't care if I ask you a question, um, and you think that it's silly, you think it's whatever, just give me the answer, and then I won't be silly anymore. But what I'm not gonna do is sink trying to prove to y'all I know something I don't know because it's gonna eventually show up that you didn't know, and it's that's gonna what, show and, that, up. and then you, and then it's just gonna be embarrassment on top of embarrassment. But you should never be embarrassed to ask for help, to ask for assistance. None of us know it all. None of us know it all. None of us. I don't care who nope. you are. Nobody, nope. knows, Nobody it knows it all. all. Can we kill that spirit of pride that you're supposed to know? You, and you, that's why you can always ask God. You can always ask God. If any man lack wisdom. Let him ask. Because what God going to do? Give, give to, to him liberally. Liberally and unabraded. He's going to give you more wisdom and knowledge than you could ever need. So you'll have enough to give somebody else. Everybody needs help from people sometimes, yeah. but everybody needs help from God all, all the time. <laughs> I want to make that distinction. Yeah, yeah. Everybody needs help yeah. from people yeah. sometimes, yes. but everybody needs help from God Amen. all the time. Amen. All right? Amen. Listen, I think this is a good teaching. This is a good place. I love it. I saw some people say, keep going. No, come back next week. We don't want to rush this. We want to walk you through it systematically. We are still talking about, uh, we started off today talking about uh, that we are not subject to the times. We have more to say about not being subject to the time, but we want to come back and we want to teach this in such a manner that it really gives you food for thought. It gives you the ability to go back and hear it. And, and, and I think this thing with pride was the thing God wanted to get to with this week. I agree. How many of you, as you were listening to this teaching, you could see, oh, I see how the enemy has used pride mm -hmm. and or arrogance mm -hmm. to keep me stuck. Mm -hmm. If you if that's you, put a five in the comments. If you say, man, I was listening to this teaching and I can see how I have allowed pride or arrogance or both or both. Now, here is your assignment. Your assignment is to be conscious of that mm -hmm. and to begin to interrupt that cycle. Mm -hmm. What do I mean interrupt that cycle? I interrupt that cycle means like there is something right now some of you don't know. Okay. Maybe you've tried Google. Maybe you know somebody that knows the answer. I challenge you to ask the Lord, where can I go for instruction mm -hmm. on this? Mm -hmm. He may say a book. He may lead you to a message. He may lead you to a person.
but you got to step out and begin to say, when I, I now recognize that pride and arrogance is keeping me silent, it's keeping me struggling, and it's keeping me in pain. It's not enough, guys. I want y'all to hear me. It's not enough for you to say, I rebuke the spirit and then get up and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You have to get conscious and say, wait a minute. I know somebody has my answer. I'm going to ask and see who has the answer. Now, let me let me just say this. Let, let me get I want to help you. Don't ask stupid people for your answers. What do I mean by that? If you're trying to change your marriage. Don't ask the people in your family who can't keep a relationship. That, that's not what we mean by that. Don't ask somebody who doesn't have any money how to turn their money around. Don't ask people who don't know, but don't be afraid to ask. And be okay with if maybe somebody doesn't give you the answer, they don't respond, say, I'm going to break pride off myself because I'm going to keep searching until I get the answer. You know, here the thing is, you can just say this as we get ready to go. You can, if, if that's you, Pastor was talking to, you can just say, Lord, I repent for letting pride or arrogance get in my way of asking for wisdom and instruction that I need for my life. Yes. Lord, I repent. I, I repent. repent for letting pride or arrogance get in my way for asking you or anyone you've instructed me to ask uh, about instructions uh, and for allowing that spirit to get in my way and to stop me from giving the answer that I need, I repent. I repent. And once and once and once you repent, and, and repenting is not about a feeling; it's about a knowing. Lord, I repent. I'm going to do what Pastor Sean said. I'm going to practice interrupting that cycle because I'm not saying it ain't going to happen again because the enemy ain't just going to let up, right? But when it happens, and I feel like I should, I'm going to remember this teaching. I'm going to remember that when I feel like this is, I'm getting what I deserve. Nope. Lord, I'm going to ask you for help. I repent. I repent for letting pride and arrogance get in my way. Were you blessed today? And I'm not subject to the times. And I'm not subject to the times. Subject to the times. I got to repent so I can get them times mm -hmm. off of me. That's man, right. so I can get them times off of Amen. me. Amen. Listen. All right. If you were blessed today, maybe you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, you want to give your life to the Lord today, then you could just say, man, you, that's me. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to rededicate my life. I am so excited to announce that this week I got to lead two people to the Lord. Praise I got God. to lead one person back to the Lord. Praise and God. one person who had been in church and said they honestly did not know if they had ever accepted Jesus as their personal And that's Savior. actually a question that we're going to ask you today. Do you, have you, have you, we know you're on the broadcast right but have you actually asked the lord jesus christ to come into your heart and to forgive you of your sins not just going to church but have you ever repented because the bible says we were all born into sin have you ever repented and asked the lord jesus to come into your heart and if you haven't, today would be a great day to do that because it's wonderful to come on the broadcast and to follow us and to hear this great teaching and be excited about it. But we want to make sure the first thing is first, that you have taken care of eternity. That you know Jesus. In right? the pardoning of your sins. That he's not just a good man. He's not just a rabbi. He's not just a prophet. Not just a teacher. But he is the appropriation for your sins. And he's the, the only way. And the only way to the Father. Only way to the Father. And so, you know, we want to get in a, I think we're going to see more and more what I call church evangelism, 
like people in church because it's very easy to get connected to church and not be connected to Jesus. Especially during this whole secret, the last 20 years, a secret friendly movement where we just want you to come and just be a member of the club. Right. We want you to come to Jesus. Now, then, are you a partner at Fellowship of Champions? If this teaching blessed you today, man, become a partner of Fellowship yeah, of Champions. come on. This is an amazing church. Come on. This, you can click the link. You can go to focchurch.com yeah. and then go scroll down to the partner phone yeah. and become a partner. We got a Facebook group. We send out emails to our partners. We try to um, stay in contact in a, in a, in a, in a, in a more intimate way than what we can do here on the broadcast. And we would love you to have us to be a partner and we um, to be a partner with us as we continue to teach people to um, walk. I've just walk in love, just walk walk, in walk love, love live, live by, by faith, faith and experience God's prosperity in every area mm -hmm. of life. Now, lastly, it's your opportunity to give. And don't forget about the scholarship. And we decree and declare that we have 100% tithers. 100%. We have 100% tithers. We have 100% givers, and we have 100% of people who committed, who sold into the scholarship fund. And 100% of harvesters. And 100% <laughs> harvesters. Amen. 100% harvesters. Pastor Edwin and I, particularly over the last two weeks, have really been praying for the people who are faithful in their giving, faithful in their giving, tithes, offering, and them Operation Snowy Cookie people, the Lord that has really had you on our hearts. We are believing for your 100-fold return, mm -hmm. your 100-fold return. Listen, you know what we do. We got strategies for success tomorrow at noon. We have Ed Talk Tuesday at noon. We have um, prayer on, on Wednesday. Wednesday at 7. Ignite, I mean, refresh mm -hmm. Bible study at, at, at eight. 8. And then we have Ignite at 7.15. Mm -hmm. And then we have prayer at 6.30 a.m. on Friday. And we need you guys to be there. But we need you. We got a 75, we have $7,500 to get to $50,000 for the scholarship. For midnight tomorrow night. For midnight tomorrow night. Yes. For midnight tomorrow night. Yes. 75. We can do, it's already done. It's already done. We praise God for every giver who is going to give. We have no doubt that the $50,000 is already done. We're giving God praise for it. Now we're just going to walk this thing out. Let me tell y'all something just to make this palatable. Everybody who could, if you had the ability with the people, the 90 people that's left on here, if you gave $80 today, it would be done. Mm. If every single person watching, if you had it, if you gave $80 today, we would get to that $50,000. We know some can do more. And some, some can do not. more and some yep. can do less. That's how easy that's it how is easy to get to out. the goal. Yep. That if everybody left could give $80, but if everybody who didn't have $80 would give their best gift, yes. and everybody who could do over $80 would give their could, best gift, their best gift we, we could, could knock it out today. But I just wanted you we to see knock how it out easy today. it is, yep. $80. Yep. Eighty dollars. Yep. If you have eighty dollars, if you have eighty dollars that you can give to the scholarship yep. fund, Chris says she'll do it. Yep. Candace says she'll do it. If everybody left gave eighty dollars, it's a done deal, yep. and we've now covered five scholarships in the month of July. Yep. All right, I got eighty dollars. I'm giving. I got eighty. Right. And, and some. And some. Yep. Right. All right. We love you guys so much. We'll see you this week. Share this with somebody. Watch this again. And don't let pride and arrogance keep you subject to the time. And listen, at one point, we had 103 people who were on uh, at one time. So we praise God for you guys being consistent and coming to service. Again, spend this week inviting people to our various uh, 
things that are happening during the week. Uh, but make sure you show back up next week because you don't want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. Okay, Nate, it's not Cash App. Put the link up there so you don't send it Cash App, guys. Hold up. Put the link yeah, up. If you see a Fellowship of Champions Cash App, don't send it to that. Don't send it to that. Yes. <laughs> we, we don't have that. This is where you give. Givelify, push pay, toddly, or text to give. Yeah. PayPal is for our international. Oh, you can use PayPal you can, for this. For, for the you scholarship. Can use PayPal for this. Yeah. For the scholarship. Yeah. You can go right? to PayPal. So those are the ways that you can do it. We love you guys. We appreciate you so much. God bless you. Let's keep going. We are increasing more and more, you and your children. Have an amazing day, an amazing week. Amen. God Amen. bless you. God bless you.